On today's show, we'll explore and break down debt-to-income ratio, why it's important, and a proven way to pay off your debt effectively. We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Parag. Hopefully you can tell from this conversation that I am I, I take things very seriously, but I'm laid back. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestor. You may want to do some reallocations based off how you're currently invested. This podcast addresses financial issues for all ages, from those just starting out up to retirees. It's Your Finances Untangled. Untangling Your Finances. Welcome into the podcast, Consumer Advocate Dave Perkins with Mo Param. Mo with the fiduciary firm that is recommended nationally by Dave Ramsey. That is Cloud Vesters. But you can learn more about it at cloudvesters.com. We talk really everything financial here. Mo covers it all. And today we're talking about debt. Debt is something we've yes. all experienced, isn't it, Mo? How are you today, by the way? <laughs> I'm good. How I'm you doing? good, Dave. I love when you talk about debt, how your voice just dropped, <sighs> right? I mean, that seems to be the way everyone talks about debt. It's, it's nothing to, uh, you know, yeah. it, it doesn't really excite anyone to actually talk about these, this, this part of their finances, but it's a reality, right? It is, it is, and it, it's... Um I've made good strides, so I'm um, I'm feeling much better about it because you can just be you can get yourself in trouble to drown in it if you're not careful. Oh my gosh, you really can. Yeah, it can, it can really suffocate you and just you know it, and just impede your ability to grow and move uh, to to exceed and progress with your financial life, with investing, with, you know, even things like having fun and vacation, right? Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes you can't even enjoy it when you know that, you know, when you get back home, they, you'll open up your mail and you'll, you'll, ha you'll have this nice visa bill waiting yeah. for you, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> you just can't enjoy your time while you're on vacation, right? So that just really has a, a way of just, you know, you're just being a slave to an, an to the creditors, right? Well, it's it, it is true, and especially yeah. we'll, I know you'll break down the the worst debt, debt from bad to good. If there is any good, well, there is some good debt, I guess, to get into as long as you play the game right. But that's what we're looking at: debt to income ratio. And Mo, mm -hmm. I got to tell you, I have put pen to paper and figured that out <laughs> for uh, many times. All right, what this month I'm going to have this much coming in and that going out. Uh, Hello, ramen noodles. Uh, what's that? <laughs> yeah, that is old school. It, it is old school, right? Yeah, actually, uh, uh, but it's, yeah. I use my phone to the calculator on it. But yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> what is right, so? What is debt to income ratio? Uh, that's funny. Now, debt to income ratio. It is your the the amount of debt that you have in relation to how much income you bring to the table, mm -hmm. right? So it's a ratio of what what. Creditors are looking for is really a sense of what is your ability, right? What is your likelihood to repay any money that you're borrowing? And so, one way they look at it is, well, let's take a look at the debt that you currently have. You know, like the how are you the debt that you currently have in place? Let's look at how much of your money on a monthly basis is going towards that debt. And now let's take a look at how much income you're bringing in, and that is the debt ratio is is referred to as the debt to income ratio. Okay, and, and so it really is your ability hmm. to to repay loans. Well, that makes sense that they would look at it that way, and then uh, so they're they're looking at or you've got, and we'll break this down, but he's got right. this much already obligated to pay, and this much coming in. 
he's going to really be squeaking mm-hmm. by if he were to be able to make this. Uh, these right, payments. Right. Uh, so how do you calculate it? What's the, I mean, if you, you would think it's simple math, right? You just look at what's coming in <laughs> and what's going out on your debt. And, but you're not counting your essentials. You're counting your debt, right? You're looking at your debt. That's right. So we're, we're looking at debt, you know, things like credit card bills, rent, your mortgage, uh, student loans, auto bills, personal loans, right? You mentioned there's some good and bad debt, right? Some people may consider student loan good debt, purchasing a home good debt, uh, but it's still a debt at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So you, you add those together and what your monthly payments are, right? So if you have a mortgage of two grand, car note of 600 bucks, uh, what a credit card, your minimum credit card payments of $300, right? You add that all up, and now that's your total monthly bill, pay, mm-hmm. bill payments, right? So that's how much you owe every month on a minimum basis going towards debt. Now we look at how much money you're bringing in gross, right? So how much money are you bringing in gross? And then once you take a look at that, essentially you divide how much is going out versus how much is coming in. And that's your ratio. Okay. So, for instance, right. if you owed twenty five hundred dollars a month in debt, and you're bringing in five grand, mm-hmm. right? So you divide the twenty five hundred by the five thousand. That gives you 0.5. That means you have a fifty percent debt to income ratio. All right. 50%. So essentially, half of your income is going towards debt. Is that is fifty? What, I was going to ask. What is what's a good percentage? And is fifty good or bad? Oh, 50 is not good. At, 50 is not good at I all. Mean, I was guessing that. But what? All right, so let's say when a creditor looks at it, what percentage are they looking at to see if you're loanable? Uh, so it, it varies depending on the lender, the type of loan and the, the size of the loan. Right. Mm-hmm. But we if if you want to keep it safe. Right. 20 percent or less. OK. Is a is a, good. It's a good number. Right. It's a good number to to be at. Um, anything above 43, 45% um, is is not really that great, right? Especially if we're looking at a loan. I mean, sorry, especially if we're looking at a mortgage, right? Mm-hmm. If you have a debt-to-income ratio of like that 50% I mentioned before, yeah, and you're, now you're looking to right. purchase a home, it's going to be tough. Yeah, that's going to be going tough. It's going to be tough. So – all right, and and we're going to get to how how do you improve that if you are there. Mm-hmm. So you, you what do you, you're aiming for? Like is twenty? Is that I mean even lower? I guess if possible, but twenty percent. Yeah, if you can get lower. For? Yeah, if you can get lower, that's awesome, right? If you if you can get lower in uh, ten to fifteen or to zero, right? If you have zero, that's, yeah. that's even better, right? But if you can if you can manage it at a lower at a lower ratio, right? Because some. The, the, the idea is it's the ratio, right? So in some aspects, it's like, yeah, well, I bring in 20 grand a month, mm-hmm. right? Gross. So that's someone who's making, you know, almost a quarter million dollars, yeah. right? And so you may think that, wow, that person is bringing in a lot of, a lot of cheese, a lot of lettuce to the table. <laughs> but if 50, 60% of that, right, is going towards creditors, it's that's tight, right? That is that is not a ideal situation to be in right. versus someone who's bringing in a hundred grand, but fifteen percent is going towards debt. True, right? who's so better off? A good, who's better off? Guy, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. But yeah. here's the reason I ask: uh, Do you want to get it 
too low because, and I think we've talked about this before. You actually do want to have to have a good credit score. You need to have the ability to rack up the debt without racking it up, right? Because I told you one time I was going to cancel a credit card, and somebody said, "No, don't keep it. Just don't use it. You'll hurt your credit mm-hmm. score if you cancel it." So is is that that's true, right? Yes, because if one of the, one of the factors into your credit score is longevity of credit, you know how long have you been in the position of borrowing money? Right. So if you've had a credit card at for twenty years or so, right? Mm-hmm. That's twenty years of of history of of credit, and so all of a sudden, if you slice it off, you just sliced off you know twenty years yes. within the calculations of your of your okay. credit score. Gotcha. So okay. uh, so you don't want to. So if you if you're you know, if your credit cards are paid off, right, and you just don't use it, right, you can cut it up, you can put it in a freezer, you can <laughs> shred it, right, but just don't close the account. Don't close it. it. Keeps, don't close it, right? Um, but yeah, but it keeps your. But so that's one thing, right? So the the long one of the factors is the longevity that you've had credit. This is what confuses me, though, because if a, a creditor or lender, if they're looking at your debt to income ratio, and let's say it's really good, but they see that you have the ability to max out a credit card at fifty thousand or whatever, they don't mm-hmm. really factor that in because you haven't done it yet. But I see, I would think, but they could do it. They might do it. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So if yeah. You, uh, but also one of, one of the things too is, is is available credit, right? That's another uh-huh. factor when it comes to your your credit score is you know how much on based off the available debt, right? So let's take example: you have fifty thousand dollars spread across multiple credit cards, right? Mm-hmm. But you only have a $5,000 balance, well, your available credit's 45000 So that's actually not that bad Okay. when it comes to your ability. So I'm not a lender. I don't, I don't know if they actually go into the point where, well, you do have that room for to, to max out at another 45000 It's more of, well, you have it, right? And so- You haven't done it. You haven't done it, right? And <laughs> so it'd be hard for someone to-, to to well, lender to to forecast that you're going to do that, right? right. Um, they don't know. But, well, they can look at what you have done in the past and say, well, they they haven't been really. I mean, they've been pretty disciplined with it. It looks like I don't know mm-hmm. how deeply they look into that and analyze it. Yeah, because your credit score really is in the, your ability. Doesn't really measure your ability to manage money. It just represents your ability to pay off debt uh-huh. or how do, how do you manage debt versus how you manage money. It's com- it may sound the same, but it really isn't. So uh, as a lender, you know, some lenders are more lenient, right? Some lender. I just saw the other day. What was it? I think it was the state of Illinois mm-hmm. where they put a man, not a mandate. They they capped off the the interest rate that lenders can charge their citizens, which is a 36 percent. Good gracious! They already yeah. capped at that, right? Right. So, so there's <laughs> like the, you know those paycheck loan places. Those, yeah, those payday, payday loans, loans, those title loans, right? I yeah. was just reading the article. It just reminded me. I was reading the article, and some of these payday loans were charging like a hundred plus percent interest. Oh, get out a hundred! <laughs> I'm I am not kidding you. I mean, I will what? send you the article. Well, no, I mean, listen, nothing would surprise me. It's just shocking. I mean, you, yeah. so you you would get what your paycheck would be, and then when you do get paid, you got to go give it all. Well, wait a minute, you go, you give it all. <laughs> wait a minute, you pay back what you borrowed plus the same plus, amount 
plus more. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, that it's is crazy. Yeah, I mean, that is, yeah. Yeah, so they capped it now to 30, I think it's 36%. Wow. So, so you can see some lenders will will lend you money, right? They they'll be a little more lenient. Um, you know, something that has uh, the more secure the property is, you know, like uh, unsecured debts, mm-hmm. you know, like a personal loan. You know, sometimes can be a little more lenient. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it's it's that is one again one of those things that you definitely want to keep your debt to income ratio low. Uh, because for in a couple on uh, multiple reasons it's, it's also because you work hard right we all work hard right, right. on a daily basis and we're striving and busting our tails to generate an income we don't want all of that or you know a good portion of it just going away to pay off debt right and making you know these credit card or these lenders more you know richer especially if right? you're just paying the minimum and you're just paying interest really right and that's just, yeah remember the debt to income ratio is just your 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 minimum right what if you're actually spending more right and actually what's i mean paying down more and what's actually going out is more than your actual debt to income ratio uh-huh wow okay so we the breakdown on it and that's that's how you you calculate what your debt to income ratio is. And it's just something that you really need to know and keep up with. I know a lot of people, do you think people keep up with it? Like, or they just, you know, I'm, I'm drowning in debt. I mean, the first <laughs> step is to know, right? It's to first know. step is to know. First step is to know is to just to be honest with yourself and you can't do anything about the past, right? You've, you're in the situation, you're in the, you're in the mud right now. So just be honest with yourself. And I would even go old school like you did, Dave. You know, write it down. Mm-hmm. This is this is how much I owe, right? No judgment on yourself. This is how much I owe. Here's how much I'm bringing in. Here's my monthly payments. And then now it's okay. Let's 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 find a game plan. Let's find a way to address and attack the debt because if your income is going to stay steady, right? If you don't see yourself improving or increasing your income so that income portion of your of the ratio is going to stay the same now how do we improve the the debt portion and that's and that's that's, and that's, that's, what, that's what we do well that's what you're going with. to do in the next segment here you're going in attack mode where uh, mo is going to give tips on how to attack that debt and knock it out and yes. improve that debt to income ratio that is coming up on your finances untangled can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning the convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor but also maintaining the human touch that's cloud vesters that's cloudvesters.com they're an endorsed dave ramsey smart vester that's a relationship you can trust at cloud vesters you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy it's all about specific customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life whether you're just starting out or getting close to retirement holistic financial planning in all areas including taxes estate planning insurance cash flow and budgeting they even offer customized personal websites for clients the technology of today while still maintaining that human touch that's cloudvestors that's cloudvestors.com 
your finances untangled Mo Param of Cloudvestors. You just heard about this great firm, and it is a, the, a virtual firm with the human touch. And I know that uh, Andrew Nida, when we do the radio show that Mo is also a part of, he does the best job explaining asset management group. And uh, that's the firm that's more of the brick and mortar, traditional Atlanta based and, and Cloudvestors. And a lot of your clients are were, were original Atlanta clients, and they moved. So they were able to remain clients and keep that relationship going through cloud vesters that's how, that's how it started uh, here in the south here in atlanta uh, we have a lot of neighboring states that are that that a lot of clients tend to just go to go to after retirement you mm-hmm. know, alabama tennessee florida but you also had clients that were going across the country but they wanted to keep the same relationship with their advisory team. They didn't want to go and look for a new advisor, a local advisor, you know, have to repeat the same story over again, um, especially if there was nothing wrong with the work, what we were doing. It was just more geography right. being an issue. So we created Cloudvestors, you know, play on words, but mm-hmm. we're able mm-hmm. to bring the best of both worlds, use technology um, to continue relationships with our clients, but still have the human approach. Right. It's not 800 numbers you're calling. You're going to speak to someone very, you know, someone new all the time. This isn't a, every, an advisory team that's just yours for the time being. This is your advisory team that's with you no matter where you are. Now, do I have it right if I, when I say if someone has just stumbled upon this podcast and wherever they are, they could become a client through Cloudvestors? They could be. Yeah. Okay. It could be. I mean, we have clients. I mean, we have. Uh, not clients, we have listeners in different parts of the world, right? We have listeners in uh, Germany. Mm-hmm. We have listeners in France. Uh, was it Algeria, Egypt? Uh, Netherlands. Uh, yeah, Netherlands. Just, just saw them eat for the podcast out of Egypt. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, don't, don't, don't. We, we, as a firm, do our best to not let geography be an issue. Okay. Right. If if we can service you, if you're looking for help and you think we're a good fit for you, we'll make it work. We're looking at debt and Mo explained how to calculate your debt to income ratio and what potential lenders are looking at. And now, first off, a little reenactment of me when I said I put pen to paper calculating okay. my debt to income uh, ratio. And here, here's me putting <laughs> pen to paper. And you see, I'm still adding. And that's not yeah. income I'm adding there. <laughs> yeah. Dave, you still there? Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> there it is. Woo. It sounds like a typewriter. Oh, God. I've got one of those old-fashioned adding machines. Yeah, so yeah, I know what you're talking about. And here's a little sound clip of all my creditors. <laughs> <laughs> when they're looking at the, what I have to pay them each month. Oh, man. But you know it, what? No, I'm working on it. And I told you, I've made some strides in that. And that's always good. And and it's all about don't beat yourself up. Put it down mm-hmm. on, and see what you're dealing with. And then just go to war. Let's go to war, Mo. What do you think? Yeah. Put you on ready? the combat boots. Put your put your armor on. And let's go to war. And let's attack the debt. Let's right? do it. And what? Are, it. So what? Okay. We know now our situation. And we know we need to approve it. And I know, uh, and also, we're going to put a link up to a Dave Ramsey article. As we mentioned, Cloudvestors recommended nationally by Dave Ramsey, and he's got a great article on this, too. But what is the snowball method? Okay, so the snowball method is a way to pay off your debt. So for those who 
who know and listen to us and are clients of ours, they know that we are a recommended firm through Dave Ramsey, one of the smart investors. And so Dave Ramsey has baby steps. Mm -hmm. So baby step two is paying off your debt, right? And so one of the methods that has seen the most success over time proven record, proven track record, is the snowball method. It's a debt reduction strategy. So what essentially the snow, what snowball method is, is you order your, your debts, right, from smallest to largest, and you just pay it off in that order, right, from smallest to smallest largest. Smallest to largest. Regardless of interest rate. Okay, and I, so I'm picturing the snowball is rolling down the hill, getting exactly. bigger as you're knocking off debt. Yes. And what's that snowball doing down the hill? It's building momentum. Yes. Right? Yeah. So it's almost a psychological thing because I believe financially, like if you look at just the numbers wise, it is better to pay off the, the one with the largest interest rate first. Like right. if you just look dollars and cents. Yeah. But what happens is it's almost a behavioral thing or, or, or a psychological thing. Knock if it out. You just feel knocking, like you accomplished you're, something. You're, yes, you're seeing these accomplishments. You're seeing these mini accomplishments, which you know trigger something in your brain to say, "Let's keep going at it. Let's right. keep doing this." Right? Versus if you had this large debt that you just yes, you're attacking it, but you're not. I mean, hundred thousand dollars, right? Even if you put ten grand on top of it, you're, you're not still seeing 90. it go down, and you get <laughs> you're frustrated. You're like, "I'm never going to do this." You're oh, that never makes sense. Knock right. it out. Like I conquered it. I conquered it. I've conquered it. Now yes. on to the next battle. Yes, you slayed that dragon. Now <laughs> right. down to the next dragon, right? Exactly. But that's what the snowball method really is. The first one it's... was a little lizard, actually. But <laughs> Yeah, the first one was a little chameleon. <laughs> right. uh, but we're moving I, up. No, actually, that really makes sense. It right. does. So you take your, your – your, so you line them all out, right? You line up the smallest balance, right? Then you look mm -hmm. smallest to largest – then you pay the minimum payments on everything but the smallest one. So everything but the first one. You, okay. you pay your minimum payments. And then you go crazy and find extra money in your budget or a second job or whatever it is. And your goal is to pay off that first debt. Minimum payments for everything else. But your smallest one, we're going to go ahead and attack it. Every extra dollar you have goes towards paying off that debt. And then you cross it off once it's paid off and you rinse and repeat. And do the same thing until everything's paid off. And yeah, that way you don't get discouraged. You feel uh, like you've accomplished something. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's freeing, right? So the other day, where uh, we brought on a new client, and they're in their early fifties, and between student loans, cars, and everything, uh, and other commercial debt, they're they're at close to two fifty in total mm. right and uh, good income right good income mm -hmm. but just before meeting before working with us you know they had some bumps in the road and he led to where they are right now but at 50 you know the runway to retire in their minds right they're only they want to they want to retire somewhat early right mm -hmm. early 60s so we want our clients to be as debt-free walking into retirement as possible mm -hmm. so you know, we, we built a plan uh, to reduce some of their investment strategies that they're doing uh, currently. And let's go let's go attack this debt. Right. Had to be honest with them, had to be hard with them, had to, you know, almost grab them by the shirt and say, you know, this is what 
if you're going to work with us, right, because you're hiring us to do a job and our job is to see you have financial success and financial freedom down the road, we have to attack this debt. It may not be something you like, but that's what you're hiring us to do. And so I'm guessing you said they want to retire a little early. So they're looking at a, what, 12 to 15 year timeline here to knock it out? Yeah, 12, 15 year time frame to, to knock it out. And, you know, we can do it. Mm-hmm. Right. We can do it, but it's going to take it. It's there's there's parts that I can do. Right. There's things that I can do, but I can't force anyone to do anything. Right. I can't force you to to make that extra payment. I can outline it. I can lay it out. I can talk to them blue in the face, but it's going to take your effort. You're going to have to be. You're going to have to be the driver in this relationship. Right. In some aspects. Right. This is going to have to be something that you need. You want and uh, you make those extra payments, you know, you, 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 you sacrifice in certain areas, right? You make the pinches here and there so that, you know, you say no to certain things so you can say yes down the road. So it's going to take some, it's going to, it's a collaborative, collaborative effort, but it's going to take some intensity on your, on the client's end to make sure this happens. And if it's a married couple, as you just said, do they need to both be on the same page with the strategy? I mean, you they're, have they're, to. they're going to war. It's uh, going to war. Yeah. Right? The more the the more the more troops you have with you at war, the better chance of you winning. Right. So uh, we had a we had a podcast not too long ago about money and relationships. Right. So you don't want to hide debt to <laughs> you don't want to hide oh, any of your debt with your, no, with your partner. Um, and in the same token, if you as a unit, right, as a unit, uh you want to attack this war together, right? And so some of it's for support, right? You know, you have a cheerleader next to you that can that's 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 uh, supporting you and cheering you as you make the uh, the strides in paying off debt. Uh, and, and I think you should reward yourself for each one you knock off. If it's maybe a three day weekend somewhere or something like that, give yourself a reward. Yeah, of course you'd be racking yeah. up more debt that way. But, more debt, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> I wouldn't say a three-day weekend, but yeah, give yourself a reward, right? I think maybe, so. Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe, like, like for instance, something simple, right? Uh, as an as a reward, right? So let's say for two months, right? For two months, in order to attack the debt, you made. You ate at home. Well, you made. Well, you ate at home, right? You didn't go out for dinner, or mm-hmm. you didn't go out for lunch, and you brought lunch to work, mm-hmm. right? Let's say you're still you're going to the office, and you brought lunch to work, and you didn't go out, right? No drive-through, no fast food, no pizzas, no nothing. Everything was made from home. Mm-hmm. And you brought it to work, and on the second, by the second month, you paid off that credit card. Well, maybe go out for dinner. Yeah, right. That's that's a good way to treat yourself. It's been so. two months since you've gone out. Go out to dinner, right? You have you've, to you've been yourself. in a position where you're but you've been saving, right, to pay off the debt. So now don't go to don't don't use your credit card to pay off to, to pay the dinner. You know, maybe treat yourself to uh to to a steak dinner with some of the money that you've been you know uh, saving over time. I have another suggestion too. After for each debt you knock knock off, you call the creditor that you've already paid the debt off. And when they finally come to you, you go, oh, I'm sorry, I don't owe you anything anymore. And slam <laughs> the phone down. Or if you have a cell phone, hit that button real hard. Uh, I like that. You know, that's the, like that's that. a lost feeling of satisfaction. We've lost it now with, with, with the phones we have. We can't, if we're mad, we can't slam the phone down anymore. Right. You, You're right. You, you would damage your phone if you did. But yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. There is a little bit of a satisfaction of just like, 
hanging up the phone. You get all mad at someone and you, you're through with the conversation. You used to go, just slam that phone down. And now you got to go, Doot. just hit that little button. <laughs> It's just not as satisfying. I got way off base, and I'm sorry. But oh, that's okay. That's okay. Call your creditor, though, and tell them you don't owe them anymore. Yeah, find, if you're going to make that call, do your best to find a rotary phone somewhere and then slam that phone. There's, there's, there's so, someone has a rotary phone somewhere. There, or maybe a pay phone. There's got to be one somewhere left around. There, there has to be one. There has to be one. If you look at debt, if you went worst to best, I, I'm guessing worst would be that 100% payday loan you were talking about. <laughs> so let's just say that's the worst. What's the order generally then? I'm, credit card would come next probably. Credit cards, you know, personal loans, um, you know, personal loans, especially if it's not because of, you know, financial needs, right? You know, you could lose your job or your spouse loses your job, you, uh, their job, and you just can't make ends meet, right? So, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll have some grace there, right? But mm -hmm. I've, I've heard of people taking loans to go on vacation, right? To right, go on, take, not, take out know, loans yeah. to... Uh, go on cruises, take out loans for for weddings. Oh, we talked about that. Right. We talked about that. Right. So these aren't things that you have to have. Mm -hmm. Right. This, is, this isn't a life or death situation. This isn't a, well, if I don't have this loan, my lights are going to be cut off. Right. So you start taking those, those payday loans, credit cards, personal loans. Um, then you start looking at auto loans too, you know, even though those may not be as on an interest rate wise may not be the the highest, right? But you're 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 per, you're borrowing on a you're borrowing for a depreciating asset. Right. Right? So uh, that asset as soon as you leave the dealership has lost value. We talked about to that too value. on yeah. the 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 best kind of car purchase. And they extend some of those loans, right? Now, I saw the other day someone had a seven-year loan. Mm -hmm. no, right, right. So, auto loan, yeah. Auto loan, right? So if you just think about it, right? Seven years to pay the car off. But in in this world, right, uh, that we live in right now, think about the technology, the, the advancement in technology over the last seven years, right? right? The car that you've that you've worked your heart to pay off is almost like a, a relic at that point right because there's so much technology that's being that's being improved and enhanced with your car we don't know so, how to work on that 2005 model you're gonna have to yeah. take that up to the smithsonian <laughs> or somewhere uh so yeah so i'd say car um you know some some question student loans nowadays right if you if you think about um your your major right that you had in college and the, the, what it costs you versus what the income potential is for that f for your major, right? That's true. If you're, if you're going to one of these fancy schools and paying, you know, 30, you're, you're leaving school with, you know, 40, 50, 60 grand of debt, but your income potential is 40 grand, right? Depending on your, depending on your occupation. I majored it, in coffee house poetry. Right, right, right. <laughs> or, 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 uh, <laughs> oh, I don't. Want to, I don't want to insult anyone. But I know. Like, I was being very art. careful. That's kind of tough, right? I don't think anybody really makes a career out of being a coffee house poet. So, I think <laughs> 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 uh, but no, I, I've I've known people that have gone to. They've they've sent their kids to 
like just borderline Ivy League, right? They're 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 not necessarily Ivy League, but they're right at that cusp, right? Right, right. Like, Close really to great it. schools mm-hmm. paying for it to be a teacher, right? And listen, I think everybody would agree teachers deserve more than they make. Oh but, my gosh, they do. Know. They completely do. I I and I've, I've had a a complete complete found a newfound respect for teaching for teachers uh, with this pandemic well you know when uh kids oh, were staying man. at home no kidding had to you know be a teacher virtually for the kids and to get their attention to, to just, just uh, that was tough that was i know, tough, I know right? teachers and I, i've heard the stories it's been challenging oh, man it's been cha- it's oh man newfound respect hats off newfound respect no doubt i was so upset when they had summers off but now i completely understand why yeah absolutely i <laughs> i do too they they really do deserve more i guess it's a trade-off but they deserve more money they wait deserve, what, yeah. this is um i'm let's go to war on debt we're going to war on debt do you have any war music i'll get some get some uh but because we <laughs> up our debt good stuff mo as always thank you dave thank you dave yeah it's one of those topics you know it's it's uh nothing that everyone wants to talk about right like i said it's not it's not happy it's not fun it's not exciting it's not exhilarating it's not thrilling but the reality is there's a lot of debt going on and surfacing and circulating around this world so in order to to get to the stage right in order to get to the stage that we want to be in order to have that financial freedom that financial security that financial independence going to war on this on these debts or debts that you have is is it's going to it's just going to spiral you right there it's going to catapult you to the end zone Mm -hmm. Um, but you've got to have a plan you've got to be dedicated and you've probably got to make some sacrifices but you're going to look back and say it was all worth it. Well, you certainly will. And, of course, and we'll put a link up to Dave Ramsey's contribution to this podcast today and a great article on that. You can learn more about the snowball method, which makes perfect sense. And so does what you said today, Mo, as always. And I look forward to doing this again. And, by the way, you can hear all our past 43 podcasts at wow, cloudvestors.com. And just just keep going back because we're going to keep them coming. Your finances untangled. Let's have something special for number 50. Absolutely. Let's have yeah. another party like the Christmas party. <laughs> we'll do it. Can you do something better than a dulcimer player, though? You know what? I will. Okay. I will. I have enough time to plan for it. It's coming up, and it'll be here before you know it. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Mo Param nor his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.